G'day and welcome to Property Australia's favourite obsession. My name's Jeremy Cowan and this is my podcast where I get to talk about one of my favourite topics of property. And today we're going to discuss Australia's other obsession and that is about borrowing as much as you can. So who better than to have this conversation with than Rory Serkin from Own Home Loans. G'day Rory and welcome to Property Australia's favourite obsession. G'day Jez, how are you going? Thanks for having me on again, I really appreciate it. Oh, it's great to have you back, Raw. Thank you, mate. Yeah, mate, look, it's it's something that we absolutely get asked a lot. You know, um, people come and it's one of the key things that we need to go through um, you know, to borrowing capacity. How much money can you actually get? Um, and there are certainly ways to um, maximise your borrowing capacity to, 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 to get more money of it, I suppose. The starting point for us is always, you know, what should you do too? So I suppose that's a that's a conversation that we always have, not just what you can do and what we can do to make you, know, you get more more borrowings, but let's have a look at what you should do and what's a comfortable amount for you to borrow, a comfortable amount to to repay. So, but once it's a we great go, way, it's, and so it's a great way to start this conversation actually because you're exactly right. As uh, investors, we we love the idea of getting hold of as much cash as we can to to be sure. able to invest, but. We need to, you know, take responsibility for our own actions, and that one is super important. That just because a bank says that they'll lend you the money doesn't necessarily mean you should take the money, does it? That we need yeah. to be oh. realistic in our understandings of how much we can um, repay and and our uh, lifestyles and and incomes, etc. Absolutely, because you know it, it, it's um, in you know in some ways it's easy easy enough to shackle together a loan, um, but that's a sort of snapshot in time. That the it's the repayment that grinds over time, um, mm. which uh, which you've got to make sure that you're uh, you're okay with. So, um, but you know once we kind of get through that, there are there are certainly some lenders who um, who it's harder on borrowing capacity. So you know if you've got a lender that is um, you know doesn't allow you know. Uh, full rentals to come through, which most don't, or, or, or take a dim view of depreciation in a in in someone's business financials, or you know allocating full debts on your um, personal asset liability statement that it's in a business name. So there's these these certain ways that 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 some lenders can be quite conservative on borrowing capacity. So um, so if we're saying you know we 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 know we've got a comfortable repayment that we're aiming for, but the banks are being difficult on on how much um, they can lend, then there are ways that we want to show our clients how to maximize their borrowing capacity. Um, and really it's it's not rocket science. It's it's making sure that you know you're getting rid of debts that you don't need. Um, you know, it, it, borrowing capacity is a is reasonably simple equation of you got X amount of money coming in, um, X amount going out. Uh, what's left at the end of the day to make the repayment on this new loan? So, um, the 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 income coming in uh, is is reasonably set. So, what can we do on the expense side um, to to maximise borrowing capacity? Is generally the way we're looking at it. So, um, what sort of things are we looking at then, uh, Rory? What can you give us an idea of? What are some of those debts that we the, can uh, look to to reduce? The, these buy now pay later. Debts, um, certainly. So um, they're extremely popular at the moment. Lots of people are getting in there and buying buying stuff um, uh, yeah, sooner than they could potentially afford them. So um, and and they're added. Uh, yeah, you get something on Afterpay or ZipPay or any of the others, and um, you yeah, know that's added as an expense. So um, and a lot of people don't realise that. A lot of people just go, oh yeah, cool, I'm going to buy these whatever uh, this new computer. Um, 
I might as well do it by now pay later. It's not going to cost me any more money. So, so let's do it. Let's do it that way. Um, that sits there as an expense. Now, even though it's potentially not a long-term expense, the, the lender's still going to treat it as if it is, and it's going to make an impact on your borrowing capacity. So get rid of those um, is usually lower hanging fruit. The, um, I was just going to make a point there too, Rory, that I read um, in an ASIC report recently that um, they believe that half of buy now, pay later users spend more than they otherwise would Right. And one in six are actually overdrawn or delayed um, okay. in their repayments, which again is going to start to create a few black marks on a on a credit file, isn't it? Mate, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and you know, I think that the the um, that the model um, is that those people making late payments are the ones that fund the whole system for everyone else. I mean, I know it was, um, you know, a similar thing. Um, GE used to be very strong in the sort of um, in um, the the um, a similar type program um, where um, they would make all their money um, on credit cards at the at the point of sale um, off those ones who who failed to pay or you know yeah, paid well, interest. In payments. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So so I think that might be the model, mate. And it's certainly and if you let it get to that point of it impacting your credit file, then then you've got even deeper issues than just trying to make the loan service. Uh, you've got some, yeah, you know, you've got some serious issues on um on 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 your credit file, which is a um which is a whole other topic, mate. And it's uh it's gonna make it even harder for someone to get a loan. So if we take the buy now pay laters, if we can keep them under control, um, yep. obviously credit cards are another one that um are a point of discussion, aren't they? Sure. Absolutely. Um so of late, um, they've, the lenders are really um, allocating a lot more on your living expenses for every uh, dollar of accessible credit card uh, that you've got, uh, accessible on your credit card that you've got. Um, so a lot of people say, oh, look, I don't use my credit card. It's got a zero, um, zero balance. The lenders don't necessarily care so much about the balance. Um, what they're putting into these calculators is what the limit is. So if you've got a 50 grand credit card, if you've got access to 50 grand, they're going to take the view that bang, you're, you, you've got that, you can draw that on day one and that's an expense that you need to bear. So um, a lot of the time and it's happening more and more, we're talking to our clients saying, look, you do have this 50 grand credit card. Do you actually need 50 grand? A lot of the time they don't. A lot of the time we can comfortably remove that, you know, reduce it down to whatever, 20, 10, five, get rid of it in, in some cases. And that has what's a, your, a what's what's gone. your thoughts there, Rory, with regards to uh, the termination of credit cards as opposed to um, just using uh, paying down the, uh, reducing the limits? Because I read somewhere that um, you know terminating a credit card yep. um, means that you also terminate the um, the credit file that goes along with that. So yep. that can actually sure. impact on your credit. Um, file. Whereas if you've got a very good repayment history, then it may be better to reduce, say, that $50,000 limit down to a thousand or two and keep the credit card, but because you keep yep. the credit history. So yeah, just curious about your thoughts on that. I, I agree. Technically, that, that's 100% correct. That, you know, something sitting on your credit file is um, an, a positive use of that credit card has a positive impact on your credit score, which is which is great. So if you can reduce it, to that level uh, and and have perfect conduct, brilliant. It is going to actually impact your credit score over time. And credit scores are sort of a long term thing, so it does chip away at, at increasing your credit score over time, which is great. The one thing that I say, I, I have the general view, especially for 
um, you know, people aren't experienced with managing debt, that, that credit cards are evil. So if it's going to be a, uh, a temptation, it's better to get rid of it in, in its uh, entirety rather than have a, if you think you're going to use it um, mm. and use it a lot, if you can say, beautiful, I'm just going to have this credit card there. I'm going to cut it up and sit it there and just have it on my credit file ticking over in the background. Awesome. Yeah, Okay. What about store cards? You know, Harvey Norman's, JB Hi-Fi's, Myers, et cetera. How do treated we go with those? A, yeah, treated exactly the same way as a credit card. They are exactly in the same. They are a credit card. They're, there's a, a, a credit card provider in the back end of that. So therefore, they are treated absolutely uh, as a credit card. So, um, you know, uh, a lot of people, they're, they're ones that get forgotten all the time. So, you know, you get these emails back from a lender saying, hey, uh, undisclosed debt, you know, which isn't a great thing to 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 get an email on, um, and a lot of the time it's just something that you know they bought a fridge a couple of years ago, the card stayed active, they've paid off the fridge ages ago, and they just forgot that this you know, Harvey Norman card or whatever it is um, has just been sitting there. But certainly, uh, this treated as the same way as a credit card. So so get rid of or don't use if 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 um, if you can uh, reduce the limit if you if we're looking at borrowing capacity. Yeah. Okay. So what about, you know, debts themselves, um, you know, car loans, hex decks, that sort of stuff. What's the, what's your thoughts there? Um, yeah, look, I think, look, some things you just, they're just within people's lifestyle and it just, it just happened. You know, you've got a car, you've got a car loan. You can't just automatically say, Hey, um, you know, to get this home loan, I'm going to find, you know, 50 grand to pay out this car or whatever it is. Um, so you just need to, we just need to, um, to show it. Um, and uh, and hopefully that it's within their lifestyle to have both the car and um, and and the property that we're we're looking to to fund for them. Um, Hex is something that comes up a lot. Uh, generally, it's obviously you know, most times it comes out of people's pay. So um, it's it's the same thing though. It just means you've got less accessible cash uh, to apply to this new loan. So um, have you got the cash to pay it out? pay it out um if you don't well we just have to deal with it uh and and if the lender that we're trying to um to get the loan with isn't right for you well then we have to find another lender that's going to have a better view of your certain circumstances because every lender is different um every lender has slightly different ways of doing things slightly different calculators so if it's not working with one but we think that, or we know that the client can afford the loan. Well, let's let's try and get it done somewhere else. That's going to give them the result that they after, they're after. So, without um, you know pumping up the the role of the broker too much, that's that is really a very important part of your role as a mortgage broker, sure. isn't it? Is being able to match clients to to lenders. That, as you said, every lender's got a different um, the different matrix, different lending criteria. They they assess things slightly differently, and it's important that you're able to match clients' um, circumstances to lenders. Yeah, spot on, mate. Absolutely, and that's what we do. If you you know you walk into you know your your bank down the street, they're going to apply their policies and obviously their calculator, and they're not going to run up through any others. That's for sure. Um, so uh, you know you don't know what else is out there, but we've got you know forty odd uh, lenders on a panel, um, and we're used to running multiple calculations just to see where the right right fit is on policy and, and on borrowing capacity and a few other things. So, so to say, right, this, this loan should be placed uh, with this lender. And we do it before we're applying for multiple at multiple lenders at the same time. So if, 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 uh, if someone goes into CBA 
not no good, but they've applied then ANZ and, and go around the traps, um, making applications that aren't quite right for them, that's having a negative impact on their credit score too. So we, we sort of take that out um, as well and make sure that when we're applying, we've got a, you know, it doesn't always work, mate, I've got to say, uh, we're not perfect, but we've, we, we've, we've got a pretty good record, uh, as most brokers do, of, of, of applying when a loan's going to be approved. So that impact on the credit files, super important, is another one. I mean, we're talking here about how do we increase our lending capacity. Um, as you said, making multiple um, applications to different lenders um, will put some black marks and some flags on your credit file. What other things do we need to make sure um, our credit file reads like? So you basically want to make sure that the credit score um, is, as, is as high as possible. Um, and that is all about maintaining your debts. Don't, don't get, not going over your head in, in debt, making sure that the debts you've got are being well-serviced, well-looked after. Uh, you're not running late. Any time that you are more than 15 days late on a, a debt, your credit file gets a, a, a black mark on it. Okay. So, um, Every lender can now see that uh, your as well as your credit score is going down. Uh, so that is absolutely paramount. What we want to make sure of is that you are managing your debts um, in, in the right way um, because that that's what it's about. It's about let's see your track record and make sure that um, if if you're paying, if you're not paying X, uh, bank X's debts properly and we're going to bank a bank a is going to say well if you're not looking after them you're probably not going to look after us so that's that's absolutely um paramount we want to make sure that you're you know you're on on track with all of those and look it's not a a, it it doesn't mean if something happens in your in your past sorry um it doesn't always impact your future it can um but we have clients who come to us after a divorce say for instance um or after a life event and it's a one-off and, you know, their, their financial situation deteriorated for a time and they pulled themselves out of that. And we can show that that has happened and we can show a story behind it. Well, that's, that's okay. That's not, that, that doesn't speak to the client's character. And that's what they that's what this credit file is meant to be a proxy for what a client's character is. Uh, so if we can show that, Hey, we had some issues, but the character itself is quite good um we, we can get through these things but if we're seeing repeated um long-term non-payment or late payment you know there's lenders for people who do that however they're going to be very high rates they're not going to be great debts and they're probably or potentially going to get themselves into more trouble because they are paying higher rates um and they just haven't got great debt so it can be you know a vicious cycle they get stuck in so we we, we sort of work with our clients to you know, have these conversations and, and say, let's, let's tidy some of this stuff up. Like we, we see a lot of credit files that look, you're probably not right yet. Let's just hold off. Let's get some of these ducks in a row and get your house in order before we go to the next step. And it gives them a chance to, you know, to, to I suppose, reconcile in their own head that they can uh, get on top of all their debts and, and, and move forward with more before they get any more. I'm sure that there'd be a, a few people out there that have lived and experienced that over the last 12 months with um, sure. uh, the health pandemic that's come through. But we've spoken there about, you know, keeping, trying to keep on top of your debts. What about, um, you know, being able to show a good savings history or, um, you know, being able to save a bigger deposit? Does that um, help our ability to, uh, to create or to get access to debt? It does. Um, I think that, you know, that's, that's certainly something that is a, 
um, yeah, it's a big factor when a uh, when an, um, a lender is looking at a client. If they can see that, um, you know, the great savings history, nice big deposit, um, you know, number the 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 de-risking because okay, now now the um, the bank doesn't have to borrow, uh, doesn't have to lend out as much to the client. Um, so there's so there's less risk, you know. If they have to sell up on them, um, they um, they don't have to get back as much. So so there's there's that side of it. So it's, you, you can get over issues uh, with deposit. You know, cash cash put into a property uh, can overcome a lot of issues. So if someone has got a you know, a slightly sketchy past history, and we can explain it, but you know they can put in more cash into the into the purchase, that uh, certainly gets around. A lot of issues because you know there's just more skin in the game and you know they they know that the more cash someone has uh in the the deal uh the less likely they are to default on it so the, the lenders are happier to do that um and the other thing is that if we, there's a lot of there's pricing for risk now so as you um have a higher deposit risk rating goes down rates go down rates go down that means borrowing capacity goes up because borrowing capacity uh you know a big big part of it is okay this is the loan amount this is the interest rate and then they add a buffer to to, to cover off any increases in rates but if if that floor rate if that rate um the interest rate is lower then borrowing capacity is going to be higher so um so there's a couple of factors why that's important yeah that's a really important one isn't it that is a, an important point for, for people to think about that the lower the rate, obviously, the, the better your uh, repayment capacity. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, there's a lot of, there's a lot of parts or pieces to the jigsaw, you know. So, um, and we've got to make sure that, you know, ideally the whole jigsaw comes together and it's all perfect and it's nice and vanilla and, and, and um, that's great usually, you know, um, or, or quite often I should say there's, there's an issue somewhere in you know, with, with, with something in a, in an application. Um, uh, but if, you know, if we've got one issue, but you know, all the other stuff that we're looking at looks good, then, then we can, then we can get through, but, but, you know, um, savings, and having cash is a is, is a big part, as is being able to show that, that you can comfortably afford the loan. Of course, you know, if, if, if you're looking for a loan of you know five hundred thousand and the calculator says you can have a million, well that's that's yeah, the lenders are gonna jump over themselves for it. So yeah, so there's a there's a fair bit to it. So what about too, Rory? I mean, um, with regards to increasing our lending capacity, you know, we've got to be able to show all our income. So, you know, what sort of records and stuff do we have to be able to produce to ensure that um, a bank will believe us um, with regards to our income and and our payment capacities? Yeah, look, it's 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 horses for courses. There's 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 some um, from as easy as a, as as two payslips or one payslip um, to to show that, um, and maybe a rental statement if they're an investor investor or a or a letter from a um, property manager saying this is what it will rent for once the purchase goes through, um, uh, through to if if it's on a, a payg person if they have got. Um, bonuses that they get uh, or commissions, we might need to see um, PAYG summaries to show that they're consistent over a number of years. Um, if you know, someone's on maternity leave, we need letters saying, you know, you're going to return at this date on this amount of money. Um, if they're a self-employed person, usually a couple of years of income tax returns and um, company financials 
uh, sometimes just one uh, one year. Um, through COVID, we had to back that up with uh, multiple BAS statements, and that's that's certainly coming off now. We, we're not we're not needing to do that all the time for all lenders anymore. Um, so uh, it's it, it, it's all about what that scenario is, who the people are, what they do, how long they've been doing it. So someone who's been a POYG job for over a couple of years basic uh, for someone who's you know um, self-employed with uh, trusts and you know, multiple um, entities then there's going to be a fair bit of stuff that we're going to need mm. that whole idea of having to be organized it, it does make uh, um, it, it, the more organized you are up front as a borrower the easier and quicker it makes it for both you to be able to assess the uh, deal but also same for the bank as well they'll just keep coming oh, back and back with you know wanting clarification if you're yeah. not organized up front anyway 100 percent, absolutely um yeah, and look there's we love those clients to come and they've got their they share a um a, you know an online folder with us with all their stuff in it and it's just it's just perfect and then there's the others that, that are that quite on the opposite spectrum but you know um it's um yeah however it comes it comes but but certainly uh that yeah the more organized you can be um it makes everyone's life easier and quite often now especially with the property market you know booming along as it is people want we're trying to get decisions really quickly people are calling and saying oh, i want to go to an auction next week and if they're not organized if they don't have their their, their ducks in a row and their you know all their financial information organized we've got no hope because we can't really start the process until they've given us everything that that we require um so it's becoming more and more important so it's a final one well what's your thoughts on increasing the term of your loan we spoke before about um, you know, trying to get the interest rate down. We can get the interest rate down, then our repayments obviously yep. going to come down with it. Um, yep. Increasing the term of a loan essentially does the same thing by uh, uh, amortising the repayments over a longer period of time. So, what's your thoughts there? Look, my uh, um, so I'm always of the view, or most of the time, so I shouldn't say always, that that we want to get rid of. Um, owner-occupied debt as soon as possible. Okay, so own home loans is all about that. So it's own your home. That's that's why the name is there. So um, so if we stretch out a 25-year back, loan back over 30 years, the client's going to pay a lot more, even if we get them a much cheaper rate, uh, it's going to cost them more in the long run. So um, there's a trap that, that, that happens when you know, we reduce a repayment down, they get used to paying that lower repayment. Um, but over time, they've paid a hell of a lot more and, and, and it's going to take them longer to pay off that loan. Having said that though, um, for the right clients, we'll have this conversation. We'll say, look, so what we can do is reduce your minimum um, so that on an expensive month, um, you know, you, you, you're only required to pay this. Um, therefore, you know, um, it's, it's easier for, as a, you know, for those expensive months, but continue your payments at the same rate and you'll get through it at the same amount of time or sooner because clients can drive their um, how quickly it takes to pay off their loan um, by how much they pay. So there's a real risk in stretching it back out. It can serve a purpose to get someone a loan for borrowing capacity, but as long as they understand the risk um, and, and the potential that that decision, not if they don't execute properly afterwards is going to cost them, uh, a lot of money and that's what I that's what I don't like so it's very much and I, I reckon you know you'd be the same Jez in, in in your business that that you know certain you've got to give the right advice to the right client and and that can be a dangerous one um, but it can be the right advice for the right client 
Oh, exactly right. That's it, it's so important with regards to that whole idea of matching strategies uh, and products to goals and objectives and you know particular circumstances that. Uh, we're all individuals. We all have, um, you know, different desires and wants and outcomes that we're trying to create. Um, we've got different circumstances, incomes, assets, um, you know, different lifestyles, different outgoings, etc. That it's never a one size fits all. There's some rule of thumb. Um, uh, that we can, you know, run run over things, but sure. we always need to look at everyone's individual circumstances. And as you said quite correctly, right at the beginning, is it's not just about how much money you can get. It's about making sure that you know it fits within your lifestyle uh, and your desires and your goals, etc. Um, that it all actually fits together is is probably the most important thing, isn't it? Hundred percent, mate. Could not agree more. Absolutely. So, um, and you know, you can't take any of these things that we've gone through in isolation. It's a part of a of a, of a mix for 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 certain clients, and different clients will um, need different bits of this mix. And and you know, certain certain parts are more important than others for 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 certain clients. As you said, we're all different, and we've all got different needs. Absolutely. We often say, or it's often quoted, actually, that um, you know, the easiest way to become wealthy is to uh, borrow as much as you can, buy appreciating assets and have someone else pay them off. And for us, property and lending, they just go hand in hand, don't they, Rory? That, um, And it's just so important that you, you seek professional advice um, you know, when, when, when you are securing funding because there are lots of different ways um, uh, that you can go. There's lots of different options. And so for us, we'd absolutely you know, uh, encourage people to go and get advice. Um, you're, of course, always wanting, um, you know, wanting to have that conversation with people. So if people Absolutely. want to get in touch raw, where's the, where's the best way for them to reach out to you? Jump on the website, which is ownhomeloans.com.au, um, and that's got all our all our details, nice and easy. There, you can fill out a contact form or or, or call that one three number, and um, we'll uh, we'd love to uh, love to have a chat and um, you know help uh, help out in any way we can. I'll of course put those details in the show notes below. Raw, thanks again. Um, for coming and having a chat. You know, this is a super important one um, in how we can make sure that we can get the most amount of money, but let's temper that is to, you know, with our goals and objectives. Um, so, yeah, thank you. I do appreciate the call. Thanks, Jez. Really appreciate it, mate. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Look, Raw, um, we'll be back next week with another episode of uh, PAFO, Property Australia's Favourite Obsession. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave us a rating or review. I've been your host, Jeremy Cannon. Until next time, let's keep obsessing about property. Any opinions or recommendations expressed should be considered general in nature, as they do not consider your personal objectives or financial circumstances. You should therefore consider these matters yourself before deciding whether the advice is appropriate to you and if you should act upon it. Should advice be sought, please seek an appropriately qualified advisor. Investing may not be appropriate for everyone, as there is inherent risk and the possibility of loss when investing in financial assets, just as there is the possibility of profits. While useful for identifying patterns, history and past performance do not guarantee future performance. Calvin Flack has a commercial relationship with guests appearing on this production. <laughs>